For this podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of just interviewing reporters on their stories for the week, we're going to dive down deeper into what's going on in the world today. So as many of you have seen, if you keep updated with current events, Israel and Palestine are at war. This not only affects the people of Israel and Palestine, but affects many people here in Gainesville, many people who have connections, family relations to people in these areas. And just to preface everything that I'm going to say, we're not going to get political. I am no politician. I am no historian. I am a journalist and I share stories. And with that, I will start off with a story of my own, as I did attend a vigil to honor the victims of these recent attacks last Monday in Turlington. I was there for my own personal reasons. I am a member of the Jewish community, and this is something I hold close to my heart. But I was also there as a journalist, as I was covering the story for my class. What started off as a very beautiful night ended in such horror. Hundreds of people, Jewish, non-Jewish, congregated together in order to honor the victims and just pray for peace in the Middle East. There were former ideas IDF soldiers, Ben Sass actually made a statement to the Jewish community. It was all very peaceful initially. One thing led to another and people started running in fear. I've honestly never seen something like this in my entire life. It was like a wave of students just coming at me since I was more in the back of this event. And so as I was standing up on more of a ledge, I unfortunately was taken by the stampede and was really stomped on by many people who were running because they thought they were running from a shooter. Thankfully, I was able to get myself up after a few minutes and I started running as well. I think that this event was a true testament to how on edge the Jewish community is. We are scared because our identities are in jeopardy. And this also goes for Palestinian people as well. This isn't just about the Jewish community. The Palestinian community is also dealing with so much loss right now. And I think it's really important for us to remember that you shouldn't take a side to the story. I know many people have preconceived notions of what they believe and what they don't believe, but the matter of fact is this. Once you believe one story, it creates further division. And with this particular issue, no more division is needed. We need unity and we need peace. So I'll wrap this part of the podcast up by saying this. Thousands of innocent civilians have already died in the past week, and many more are projected to die in the coming days as this war rages on. Inform yourself, educate yourself, watch the news, read the newspaper. Don't focus on the bias, focus on the facts, because the facts are what's reality. And the reality is this, these people need our help and we should help them in any way that we can. And in order to do that, we need to learn. I was fortunate enough to have an interview with El Cayman editor Nicole Beltran, who actually attended a Palestinian information session in Turlington on Thursday. Let's hear what she learned and what she has to say. At the Palestinian information session, what information did they give out to the participants who went? Yeah, so the informational session took place uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. in a lecture hall in Turlington. So it was hosted by three different organizations, the Arab Student Association, Islam on Campus, and I believe it's justice for Palestine or students, something students, but justice for Palestine. But yeah, those two organizations posted this event and they wanted to talk about the history between Israel and Palestine and the buildup of the ongoing conflict. 
uh, and what's currently happening right now. And just wanted to address different misconceptions, different components of the conflict, and different historical terms and definitions. And at this meeting, did they condemn the actions of Hamas? So they did condemn the violence. They don't agree with the violence. Um, that was definitely something that they continued to state that they do not agree with the violence. However, they continue to acknowledge that the reason it's gotten to this point is because there has been so much historical buildup. This, I believe they mentioned that this has happened since before World War One. It's been an issue of land and identity between the two groups of people. And so it's gotten to this point because they're fighting for their right to say on their land and for the identity of their of their nation. And so that's why there's violence occurring. And so while they did condemn the violence, they did basically just explain why it has to come to this point. And so in this meeting, do they mention anything pertaining to a bipartisan agreement, anything relating to just a peaceful resolution to this issue? So they didn't really get into any uh, political like stances. It was mainly just them explaining uh, their side and then general information of the conflict. So they never really, uh, they never really got to that point where they were like uh, establishing agreements or establishing what they think should occur. Obviously, they're advocating for their country, but it was they never really, they really touched too much on everyone's like individual opinion. More so, just they wanted to explain uh, to the audience why this is occurring and. their side of it, their perspective. Did they mention any other plans of such events like this one? So they did not. However, they did heavily emphasize that if we had any questions to let them know or to reach out to them, that they're open to like talking one-on-one with us. Um, And so they were very, very open about uh, speaking more if if we needed to hear more, if we were still confused on anything. So yeah, I, I believe they didn't mention anything of posting anything else. Uh, I'm sure they, they, they potentially could, but as of right now, I don't think anything else is occurring. Just individually speaking to people if, if, if they want to. I was given the opportunity to speak to Avenue reporter Molly Segi on her experience at the vigil on Monday night. So I'm a religious Jew and I have a very strong connection. My Jewish identity is very strongly connected to Israel and the state of Israel and the Jewish people. So I was there to show support and be part of the community because I know like I I'm part of the like the religious community here and so I want to support them and also like the rest of the Jewish people. In those moments, moments before chaos occurred, what were what were you thinking? So I had a very emotional day in general just because of everything going on and like most like most of my cousins are like off at war right now so like it was just a very like intense day as it was before then and so when i was there it felt like very what i always like expect something to happen so like a part of me was like a bit anxious just because i was like there's such a large gathering like it was just like i just like always prepare for the worst just because i know that like i know how controversial it is and so there was a part of me that was like a bit afraid, but also like most of me at that, like when it happened, I felt very safe and comfortable in the community. Also because there was a lot of security and I felt safe in that aspect. And also there was such a large group of people that it like felt safe. Everyone was just like, it was just a very intense, intensely emotional time. So it was just a lot. 
like a lot of feelings everywhere. Definitely. When you saw that people started running, what was your first act? What did you do? So initially I was like standing up on the ledge by Covington, like at the end, like I was standing on a ledge. So like I kind of watched it happen from above and I was stood frozen. Like I watched people start to run and like my initial reaction wasn't to run. And I kind of just stood there frozen until my friend, he grabbed my hand and like ripped me down from the ledge. So I obviously I fell and then like I got up as fast as I could and I was literally like bawling my eyes out because I was like, I was already like crying a bit just because it was like very intense. And like on top of that, like then the fear kicks in. And then after that, like, after like, I kind of realized what was happening, even though no one actually knew what was happening, you just like see everyone start to run. So you run too. I just like we just like literally kept running until like we couldn't breathe anymore until like we're like wait do we actually know what happened and you would like we would be like screaming at other people like like do you know what happened and like literally not a single person knew they just like everyone was running and crying for their lives I was also there so I definitely relate to that it was probably the most terrifying experience of my life what do you think this event showed you as well as people who aren't in the Jewish community I think it showed me the intensity of the situation and at least like being a Jew in America like you have a sense of safety just because like you're not like I feel a bit safe just because I know that like my identity as a person is not necessarily like my Jewish identity isn't necessarily shown so any like hate or backlash I would get isn't like necessarily forthright but like when you're practicing something like this you really you really like even though like there was no anti-semitism there was no explicit anything you just like the fact that everyone just like felt like something was going to happen and like there was kind of that like energy in the air was so terrifying that like it showed me how real everything is and like how it's so not a joke and I think that also like this is a bit unrelated to like the situation in Israel but just in general with like I think that I felt that like someone had someone had to have had a gun and I think it just shows like the gun trauma that we have and like the way that like we're so used to just running and that's what we're we kind of like are trained for in a way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Alligator podcast. To read more of these stories, visit thealligator.org and check out our specials tag on our homepage. Have a great day.